when people who've suffered and struggled with it tell me that, that I'm getting across their experience. That I, I couldn't ask for anything more. I, I think of it as, as almost um, miraculous. This is The Fit Mess with Zach and Jeremy. This is The Fit Mess. I'm Jeremy, and that guy all the way over there, his name is Zach. What's up, everyone? Thanks so much for listening to the show. Our guest this week is Gary Goleman. He's a comedian who has a new special on HBO called The Great Depression, which, uh, as you can tell, is related to depression and his battle with it. We'll be talking to him in just a little bit and talking about our own struggle. Uh, I know I've been going through a bit recently. Zach, how have you been the last few days? We haven't talked in a couple weeks. Generally speaking, I'm okay. But, um, yeah, it's been it's been a pretty crazy couple of weeks, so definitely been battling my own demons how have you been <laughs> uh you know it like i said it's it's been one of those uh, rounds where several days the the clouds roll in and uh you know darkness sets in and you know both figuratively and literally i i live in seattle where it it's still getting dark at now five o'clock in the afternoon very generous of you winter thank you <laughs> um but it's just been raining like we have record rainfall here so i mean this is Everything that you imagine about the Pacific Northwest and about Seattle in terms of weather has been the last like four weeks. It's just been miserable. Um, and I try, I try so hard, especially when I'm like riding my bike to work or something, to just just say to myself, I'm so grateful for this. I'm I'm grateful to be able to feel the rain and the cold wind on my hands as they get numb and you know, <laughs> the ability to be outside and just experience this life. But, oh, God, it's just so cold and so wet and so dark. It's just it's this constant mental arm wrestling match that I have where I'm trying to embrace the gratitude of just having the experience, whether it's good or bad. Uh, but that's uh, I'm not always successful at that. Yeah, to, to contrast that a little bit, I you know spent the last 10 years in Seattle, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And my wife and I are now in New York as you know, other people may not. Um, we're in New York, and it was wonderful the other day. We, you know, came downstairs. The, you know, the sun was shining in, in the windows. It was awesome. But then we opened the door, and it was eight degrees out. So, <laughs> you know, it's the, we got the sun, but um, we don't want to be outside. Well, and I forget, you guys don't have the, the four and five o'clock sunset up there, right? Yeah, we do. Is it um, is it bad there too? I yep, didn't I didn't think it was as bad. I don't know why. I was I always just imagine that that's a uniquely northwest thing. No, it's it's right. I think it's I think you get a little bit more daylight here, and I mean like fifteen minutes. Oh, that's so, it. Yeah, like when it's getting dark there at four, it's getting dark here um, four twenty. Okay, man, so. it's just it's just awful. We we there ought to be a law. <laughs> I think there is. Actually. <laughs> they they got to get on, you know, fixing that law because that law is broke ass. I hate, I hate the early sunset all winter long. And uh, you know, I know we're getting relatively close to fixing it, but it's taking too yeah. long. Taking too long. What I don't like is waking because I get up early and go to work. Mm -hmm. And what I don't like is getting to work and it's dark. Yeah. And then leaving work and it's dark. Right. You I waste just, all that daylight miss, in an office. I miss the whole day. You know, I had that the other day. I was uh, I was home. It was a weekend, and uh, my wife was off uh, doing some some volu volunteer work, and I was watching the kids and their friends. And 
uh, you know, I wanted to get the kids out of the house. Like, guys, let's go to the let's go to the club. There's a cool thing happening. We can go check. We can all walk over there. No, we just want to knit and play dress up. <laughs> okay, fine. So I'm you know working on my computer stuff that I had to work on anyways. I'm like, you know, this, this is not a fight. I want to fight. I will. I will. You know, submit and I'll work on my thing. And uh, as as all of that was wrapping up, I was realizing, okay, it's like two in the afternoon. Like if I'm gonna get, and it was actually a sunny few hours. It's like if mm-hmm. I'm not gonna waste this, I need to get out right now because any minute mm-hmm. this could shift. Um, so fortunately, you know, my wife came home and I got my bike out and just hauled ass for like an hour to just get out and and feel the sunshine for a few minutes. It was still like, you know, thirty degrees. It was cold as shit, but um, but yeah, that's it's so weird that feeling when when it is sunny and you want to get out. Like you you start having this these mental gymnastics where it's like I want to get out there. Because I don't want to waste this, but I also don't want to do anything. And then you start mm-hmm. feeling guilty about wasting the opportunity to be out in the sun, especially when it's been raining for you know five weeks. Yep. Um, it's just it's so funny how we we do this thing to our, or maybe it's just me or or people like me that uh, that that deal with this. But that that constant struggle of you're you're not doing the right thing because you're not you don't want to go out and enjoy it. But then you're wasting it, so don't be a dick and, and just go outside and, and do it. To bring a little humor to this, uh, we were watching my one of our, our Sunday night ritual now is watching America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm. And there was a video of a parent saying, I told the kids to go outside and play. And the, the camera swings around and you see the kids out in the front yard with Xbox controllers <laughs> looking in through the window playing their video game. But they're outside. <laughs> And my wife and I just started laughing, and my daughter Natalie was like, "What? What's wrong with that? Like, <laughs> that's perfectly legitimate. They went outside." Uh, oh, that's great. I gotta, I gotta remember that next time. I uh, just want to play video games. Just, just play from outside the window. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. Oh my god. So what you're saying is depression sucks, right? It does. And, uh, you know, I mentioned our, our guest who we'll be talking to in just a minute, Gary Goldman, the special that he has on HBO. Um, you know, I, I honestly wasn't sure what to expect going in because, you know, how how much stand up material can you get out of being, uh, you know, horribly de- like like hospitalized, depressed like that? That sounds like some pretty dark stuff. And, and so I didn't know what to expect. Um, but the the stories that he tells and the the perspective that he offers on what it's like to live with depression not only does he make you laugh about it the whole time but he does just a brilliant job of painting the picture of what it's like uh and and so as much as i got out of it as much as i related to him and uh so many of the stories that he told i couldn't help but but think about the people that don't struggle with this and how much they can get out of his his way of making it relatable. Like it was, it's very similar to me uh, for for like for like a John Oliver or The Daily Show, taking you know news, taking bad news, and making it palatable, making it something that you actually want to consume, that you look forward to, uh, and truly getting educated about what's going on, but laughing the whole time. It just it it, it rang true in that way for me. And it sort of walks this line between being a stand-up special and like a TED Talk. Like I just really felt like mm-hmm. he really just cracked open a, a, a big light on on what this experience is. So it just it's just powerful, and and I honestly can't recommend it enough. You know whether he was on the show or not, 
Uh, but it, again, it's called The Great Depression. It's on HBO. So if you have HBO now or you can steal your friend's password or whatever, absolutely check it out. It's uh, it's really good. Although we're not encouraging anyone to steal anyone's passwords. Not, of course not. I, I, and I mean yeah. that in a very real and legally binding sense. Exactly. Um, so I was very lucky. I, uh, I got to talk to, to Gary Goldman earlier today and uh, talked a lot about the special, uh, a lot about the work that he's put in trying to get himself better and, and how he can be so confident moving forward that, that maybe the worst is behind him. Um, but we just started simply with, with sort of how he's doing now after what he's been through these last few years. You spoke to me in, in a voice that I've been hearing in my own head for so long. There's so many similarities that I heard from my own uh, growing up, being the bigger guy, the sensitive guy, the guy that was supposed to play sports and all those things. And it's just, right. it's so amazing how our society has been so difficult for people like you and me to grow up. How, how are you doing with that now after all the work you've done? Well, I, I think it's it's not a coincidence that my sturdiest and longest lasting recovery or or remission from from depression came along at the same time that I that I sort of accepted these aspects of myself and my personality and and my my being that I had either been ashamed of or saw as flaws or as something to keep to myself. I, I think accepting myself was the, was, if not the key component, a key component of my, of my recovery. So I think part of me laments the fact that it, that it took me until I'm nearly 50 years old to, to figure this out. But, the other part of me is just grateful that it happened because I think a lot of people come and go without really embracing themselves and, and finding these, these things that they think are, are so shameful and so embarrassing that they're actually what makes them special. And, and, and the, the other side of that is that the first time I become truly vulnerable on stage is the time I, I really, make a, a connection with an audience that that is is really significant and and extraordinary yeah let's let's talk about that the uh the decision to to put this part of your life into your act was there any part of you that was afraid that you know it, you know how can depression be funny well i i think that along the way i sort of built it slowly and so i opened up about certain things the, the first thing i probably opened up with was, was just the, the symptoms of my depression first. And I didn't really call it depression. I just said, this is, this is how I'm living. And, and it was the, the whole joke about eating ice cream with a fork and not having the energy to do a lot of things. And then later on, I felt comfortable in kind of labeling it and saying, that's how my depression manifests. And I was rewarded with laughter and, and people telling me that they, they connected and that it resonated with them. And so at, at every stop along the way in, in developing this, I received that type of, that type of feedback and, and that type of an encouragement. So the next step was probably to talk about 
taking medication and, and people identified with that. And I, I had listed a, a, a litany of, of medicines that I'd been on over the years. And people told me that they, they were counting along with me and, and saying, yes, I took that and checking, checking off different things that I had taken. And then the, the next step was, was probably the biggest one that I had put off the longest or, or had pretty much decided I would, I would not talk about it was, was just being hospitalized and, and going through ECT treatment and, and some of the, some of the deeper, heavier things. But when I, when I did open up about it on stage and I was careful to do it in front of generous and, and, and thoughtful audiences, the, the feedback was, was so positive and, and almost without exception that it, it it really wasn't that hard after that. And so maybe the first time I did it was, was difficult, but after that, it was, it was pretty easy to, to dig deeper because every time I, I did, I was, I was rewarded with this, this positive feedback that, that kept me, kept me going and motivated me and, and inspired me. You know, it's funny. Uh, I've, I've battled depression my entire life and I know now because of the work I've been oh, I'm doing. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you. Uh, I know now because of the work I've been doing these last several years to to combat it, that it has been the obstacle that I've avoided going through to to take big risks and to uh, to progress in in healthy ways. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities that I think I probably could have had, but I went well. I just never know when when the darkness is going to come, and I can't put myself yes. out there and take that risk. Yes. Um, and yes. So I, I'm just so. I'm trying to put myself in your head as a, when you were first starting out in comedy, how did you get past that? How were you able to put yourself out there knowing at any point this thing will take me out? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I, I did it in, in six to nine month increments. I would, I would feel pretty good write a lot, get on stage a lot. And then I would have setbacks and I would, I would fall apart for a while. And then I would, I would continually finding a way to, to get out of it, but it would, it would last sometimes a month, sometimes six months. And it, it usually would, would last. It was limited to six month spells of depression. And then I would make a, a triumphant comeback, but this this particular episode lasted for 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 two and a half years, and and so that was that was really scary because I I didn't know I I thought well I've, it's never lasted this long I don't know if I'm going to come out of it but I guess at the at the beginning my my depression was was such that I could I could make some some progress before it got to me. But I, I know that when you said that, that the opportunities were missed and, and, and risks weren't taken, it's, it was definitely always in my, in my head. So that, so that right now I'm working on two or three projects, including a, a, a book that I've been writing since the beginning of the, the year. And early on in my career, I, I had decided, well, I'm only going to concentrate on stand up because that's really all the, all the, energy I, I have available to me is to work on stand-up, to work on other things and other projects and, and to really even, even consider being in a serious relationship. I just didn't, I didn't have the, the energy or the, or the, the strength to, to 
go through those things and, and really embrace those things. I, I had to really compartmentalize my life and, and focus on things and, and just limited my, myself and, and, and avoided more than one challenge at a, at a time. So I, I, I think it, it held me back and, and, and made it take longer to get where I, where I am now or where I, where I felt I, I could be. I, I felt up until this past couple of years that I had not reached my potential that I, that I had, that I had more to offer than I was actually able to, to produce. You are, you are the voice in my head. I mean, that is exactly where I'm at. <laughs> I feel like there's this constant, like I, I have so much more to give, but how do I get past yeah. that? It's just, the, it's such a powerful yeah. and ugly enemy to, to battle. Um, let's, yeah, it really is. But the, the, the good thing is that so many people go through it and so many people understand now that that just just sharing it is is actually a, a very valuable activity and 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 it, it it gives other people strength and I think I think if you I I read this great quote by Mark Twain if you want to cheer yourself up cheer somebody else up and I I I really believe in that, and, it, and it, it's gotten me out of some 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 difficult days. Just just uh, instead of wallowing, I've reached out to people and tried to tried to help out. So I I I, th- I think you're going to get there. Well, thank you, and, and clearly, I, th- I think you are as well. Um, I, I do want to talk about where you are now, and and uh, bouncing back to the special, if I can. The first thing that struck me sure was when you walked out on stage to roaring applause. Are you able to accept that? Like, does that? Are you able to accept people's love, or does some part of you question? You know, how authentic are they being? Are, is this just a formality? Are they are they clapping because that's what you do when you start a show, or can you can you take that in and really feel the appreciation uh, from others like that? No, I I, I definitely, and I, but I I actually am deliberate about it, and and I actually think about it, whereas. Before I don't I don't even know if I would notice the the response unless it was unusual in in some way. If, if for instance I've I've done shows where the 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 people are so so enthusiastic that they give you a standing ovation before the the show even starts, and so I can notice that that's almost startling. But I've, <laughs> I've had to actually say to myself as I'm as I'm taking the stage these days, take this in, enjoy this. They're they're really excited to to see you, and I I, I guess I noticed during during the Great Depression tour that the the usually standing ovation at the end of the show that these these people were were saying hey we were we were thirsty for what you were what you were serving today and we really appreciate it and we're we're we want you to know how how special this was and and that that felt really good i I think the thing that that kept me on track and 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 sane during the during the part of this process where i didn't know whether it would it would even get on on a a video platform of some kind either either hbo or or netflix or something when i didn't know it was ever going to be seen by anybody other than the, the live audience, I, I decided that it was a success if it was performed in front of a live audience. So I, I couldn't I couldn't lose. The 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 metric for success was was so reasonable that that I was I was winning every night. So so 
the, the other stuff, had it not made it on HBO, I would have been very disappointed, but I also could have taken some, some solace in, in the amount of people I reached just from doing the, the show live for, for so long. And may, maybe I would have done it longer if I hadn't been able to reach as many people as I could in, in one night from HBO. Oh, that's great. Uh, you, you mentioned in the special and, and in interviews I've seen uh, since then that you feel like you're on the other side of, uh, of the Great Depression. Uh, how, sure. how confident are you that that is the case? Because I know for me, every pill I've taken is the magic pill until it's not. Every retreat I go on uh, right. works until it doesn't. Everything I've done wears off. How, how confident are you that, that this, is, this is better? Well, I've, I'm, I'm more confident than, than I've been, but there are, there are days when, when I say, oh, man, I, I, I don't feel good, and I need to go through my checklist of things that I did along the way to feel better. And without exception so far, I, I've found that, oh, you haven't, exercised you haven't talked to anybody today you haven't done a show you haven't addressed some of your um uh gratitude or or things you're grateful for you haven't acknowledged them you haven't eaten a decent meal you're you're there are usually a number of things that I haven't done that are contributing to my my mood. So I, I will say that I'm more vigilant than ever, which makes me feel like this is a more sturdy recovery. But I I, re- I really can't say that I'm that I'm 100. percent I I think it would be probably foolish to say I'm I'm fully confident that it won't return. I can only I can only say that I I feel I feel good today and I. I think that I will feel good in the in the morning tomorrow, and and that's that's about as far as I want to want to plan. I, I accept things in the future, gigs and and projects, thinking that I'll feel good. Whereas before, I used to say no, I don't think I'll be able to to do that. So I, I remember I, I the the book deal I had. I have now, I actually wrote a proposal for it four years ago. And then when it came time to, to try and pitch it or, or share it with anybody, I said, I don't have the, I don't have the energy to, to maintain my comedy career and write a book at the same time. I'll get discouraged and, and it'll tear down the entire, uh, um, the entire structure of my, my, my comedy and, and my, my writing. So I, I had to put it off and, and now I, I, I feel capable of, of coming through for the, for the publishing company. Well, you don't need me to tell you. You are hilarious. You're fantastic at what you do. And, uh, Thank you. I, I could not be more grateful for you giving a voice to uh, what so many people like us uh, struggle with. It's uh, tremendously helpful, and, and it helps. I think for a lot of people, it helps communicate what we go through to people who don't so that they can try and understand and be a better ally to, to those of us that are in the fight. So Yeah, that that has been the, the best compliment because I I have found it so frustrating over the years that, that I have been able to get across how it how it feels and, and what I'm going through and, and when when people who've suffered and struggled with it tell me that, that I'm getting across their their experience that, that 
I, I couldn't ask for anything more. I, I think of it as, as almost um, miraculous that, that this, this thing that I plotted through for so many years is, is actually going to, to benefit some, some people. And, and I, I just, I, I'm, I'm very grateful because I, I think that, that with, with the, the help of my director, Mike Bonfiglio and, and Judd Apatow, we were able to, to get across in an hour and 15 minutes what a, what a lot of people are, are feeling. And I, I just, I, I, I think that the, the real bravery is, is getting up every morning with, with, with depression, with anxiety and, and fighting through the, the day. Talking about it and sharing my experience from the other side has been really easy and, and pleasant and, and rewarding. So I, I, I just want to tell those people who are out there who, who don't think they can get through another day that, that, that you, you can and, and, and you, you have to because it's it's so rewarding on the other side and it, and it feels so good on the other side and and I really appreciate the the good in my life so much more than I did before I before I went through that two and a half year desert of of misery so I'm I'm so glad I, I said it in the special I'm so glad I stuck around for this. All right, again, our very uh, sincere thanks to Gary Goldman. You know, I'm, I'm bummed that I didn't get to check out his show. He was just here in Seattle uh, a few days ago, and uh, I, you know, I was looking at the calendar, and, I, like, again, really wanted to go, but we had tickets to uh, the live performance of Frozen, like like the Broadway version of Frozen. And had I canceled taking my kids to Frozen because Dad wanted to go to a comedy show, Dad, Dad wouldn't be walking around very well. They, my kids would have busted my kneecaps. Yeah, you, you, you'd be on a whole different level of depression. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, again, uh, our thanks to him. The special is the Great Depression. Uh, very, very funny. It's on HBO. You should check it out. And you know, we we've sort of been jo- joking uh, a little bit, and and that conversation was rather serious for for being with a comedian. Uh, we just want to 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 uh, emphasize. That clearly depression is no laughing matter. Uh, fortunately, every now and then we can find ways to laugh through it. Um, but if it is something that you're struggling with, I, I can't urge you strongly enough to get help, talk to somebody, do whatever you need to do to, to get yourself through those uh, dark moments. Because uh, it, it is a lonely, lonely place. And, um, you know, I, I, I deal with it and um, I, I know what it's like. So reach out to us through the show. Reach out to uh, you know a therapist, to your family, whoever you need to, uh, if it is something that you're struggling with, because um, I, I don't know that there's a way out of it alone. Even if you have mild depression, I mean, even even mild depression, you know, talking to somebody can help. It's it's a very lonely issue, and it can only get better if you can if you can talk to somebody about it. Absolutely. The other thing you can do, uh, if you're anything like us, just go to Disney World. Mm, yes, <laughs> the happiest place on earth. We're going to be uh, Zach and I and uh, another uh, family uh, that we're friends with. All of our families are going together to to Disney World uh, in just a few days. So we'll be recording some shows together down there. We'll probably have to do. We got to do like some Instagram live of like some rides or something. Just uh, you know, because the the this opportunity doesn't present itself often. So. 
Uh, so look for yeah. that stuff on our social media feeds. And and as long as we're on the depression kick, we'll do some Instagram lives of the wait times. Oh my God! Yeah, they're going to be ridiculous. And and certainly at least one video of me letting out some high pitched girly scream on a ride where I'm terrified. My primary goal in this entire <laughs> trip is to get as many videos of you screaming like a little <laughs> oh, girl as I can. Here's the thing, though. I don't scream. Like, I I just, like, I get silent and I just hold on to, like, this rage fear thing until it's all over. And then That's I right, check my pulse and it's through the roof. We don't need volume. We just need a picture. That's <laughs> true. That I can promise. There will be more photos of me just terrified on with, rides. With the picture, you can hear the scream. <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, all right. So moving on from that. So again, look for it. Look for that on our social media feeds. But uh, uh, since the last show, we did have a challenge. Uh, I believe you challenged me or we challenged each other, however you want to break it down, to meditate uh, regularly. It was a, a daily thing for five minutes for I can't remember how long. Was it a week? It was two. Uh, I think it was two weeks. I think it was two weeks. Well, I, I didn't reach that goal. That didn't happen. Oh, that's so depressing. <laughs> Come on, just get over it. Um. <laughs> yes, that's the easy way out. Right? Get over it. <laughs> Come on, buck up, little camper. What no. do you have to be depressed about? Um, exactly. But I did. So I did, uh, while I may not have done a dedicated meditation, for at least three days, I did yoga, which I think is very similar to meditation. Uh, that's my meditation. One night I went and did a, went to a breathwork uh, workshop where, man, you want to talk about uh, letting go of old, dark stuff and baggage and junk. Holy smokes, breathwork is the way to do it. Um, this is only the second time I've done this kind of thing, but I I talked to friends of mine who have died. I saw all of life as a tapestry of these different colors with different meanings. I was back in the delivery room with my kids being born. Like I went on a trip, dude. And man, you just, you, at least in my case, cried so much pain out that, that I'd just been hanging on to that. I didn't even know was there. And you just come out of it feeling so good. So, uh, if, if, nice. if you have access to holotropic breath work, you got to try it, especially if, if you do deal with any of the stuff we've been talking about in the show, because it, it is unlike anything I've ever done uh, and, and more effective than any pill I've ever taken. And, you know, as far as I know, it's perfectly harmless. I, I ain't no doctor, so don't uh, don't take my word for it in, in that regard. But um, it opens you up in ways that that I often just most of the time had no idea uh, is even possible. And it's very healing. Uh, so I'm I'm definitely going to be looking into doing more of that. But um, so, anyways, back to the topic. Uh, so I'm counting those four days as as being meditation adjacent. I will take that. Nice. I'll accept that. Nice. The judges accept it. I only I was only what ten days short on the uh, challenge. Well, I mean, if you count work days, you were like almost you were like forty percent. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So I mean, that's good. I'll take right? it. Yeah. You've got to rationalize it appropriately. How about you? Did you get any meditation in? Did you get on the cushion? Did you sit? I, just be quiet and, and do nothing? I did a couple of times. Yeah? And I did I did a bunch of yoga, too. So 
yoga is my meditation. That's my, I can't meditate unless I'm moving. So mm. it's sitting still and feeling my breath. It just feeling my heartbeat is, um, makes me want to crawl out of my skin. Come on, man. You can do it. Oh, I can. I just, it's really uncomfortable. And you you know, I, I make a similar face to what you make on, <laughs> on amusement park rides. Just, you know, like terrified, <laughs> screaming. It's, it's very similar. It's dark in there, man. It, it is dark. I, well, the, the weird part is, is I complained to my doctor. I was like, when I sit still, I can hear my heartbeat. And she's like, that's not a bad thing. Why right. are you complaining about that again? Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> What's the alternative? Not hearing a heartbeat? Exactly. <laughs> so, but it, it drives me insane. Uh, drives me crazy. That's funny. Well, good. But you, but you you put in some time, did some yoga. I and I think that counts too. I, you know, the the yoga that I did, uh, you know, you're you're it's still very much the same. You're focused on the moment. And that I think is is kind of the 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 point of it, anyways. Well, the whole point of yoga too is I mean 50% of yoga, if you just laid down on the mat and inhaled and exhaled when the instructor told you to, you're getting 50% of the benefit of yoga mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. And, you know, one of one of my teachers in the middle of a class, and I, it, it just happened. She wasn't even looking at me like she just knew. But she said, if, if you can't breathe through the pose, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I was currently in a pose that I was trying to muscle my way through oh, and yeah. was holding my breath. And it was like, I got this. <laughs> um, I'm good. No, I got it. Yeah, oh, I'm doing great. Oh. So, I mean, but when you think about meditation, right, you say focus on the breath. Yeah. All of yoga is focusing on the breath. Yeah. You just happen to be moving at the same time. So it's to me, it is totally meditation. Totally counts. And you get limber. Well, and quick aside, I went to a yoga class a few days ago and, uh, and it's one of these, uh, I forget what, what it's called, like a restorative yoga class. So it's a, a lot of like really deep, but really long poses. And yeah. there was one where it's like, you know, bend your foot all the way up by your hip and lay back. And, and, uh, I was like, oh. like, I knew that like 90% of it was the mental block of like, oh, I don't think I can do this. And like I'm twisting and pulling and trying to get my leg up there. And, uh, and like I gave up and I did the, the modification and I was like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm I'm not giving up. And so I got back at it. And finally, the teacher came over and she's like, why don't you put this thing under here and the, this pillow there? And like, I totally had to like build this pillow contraption to be able to make my body do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, I'm so lame. But at the same time, I was proud of myself because, you know, old me would have given up and done the easy one. Like, just do the modification and just hang there. But there yeah. was this voice that was like, no. Don't give up. This is a this is this is a mental game. You can beat this, and with some help, I did. So. Yes, I can only imagine. Like as a yoga teacher, I can only imagine the teacher going, "Oh, that poor gentleman. <laughs> Look at that. I idiot. need to go help him. <laughs> Look at that idiot. He needs help. What a fool." <laughs> That's great empathy there. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I think we've I think we've done our duty. I think that's uh, I think that's all we've got for for this episode until we're together in Florida. That was a depressing episode. I don't ah, think so. Ah, Come ah, on. Ah, ah. Get over it. Uh, we got to get at least one joke in. Exactly. Uh, our thanks to our guest, Gary Goldman. Our thanks to you for listening to the show. And our thanks to you for going to our website, thefitmess.com, and subscribing so that you do not miss uh, any future episodes. 
Uh, and more importantly, if you can, uh, if you if you so desire, please share any episode that you hear through whatever social media channels that you prefer to use. And you can follow us on all of those as well. All the links are at our website. Thank you so much for listening and for your support of the show. We will be back, um, I guess, in a couple weeks, but we will be very active on the on the social media stuff once we're in Florida. So, uh, so look for us there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon at thefitmess.com. See you, everyone. We know this podcast is amazing and does not seem to lack anything, but we do need a legal disclaimer. Jeremy and Zach are not doctors. They do not play them on the Internet, and even if they did play them on the Internet, they would be really bad at it. Please consult your physician prior to implementing any changes that you heard on this podcast. The listener assumes that Jeremy and Zach do not know what they are talking about and that you will do your own research on the topics talked about on this podcast.